Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode number eight of the Fanboys Anonymous group meeting podcast. I'm your host, the owner of FanboysAnonymous.com, Tony Mango, and with me on the panel tonight, we have several fanboys and fangirls, including Mike Payton. Mike Payton. <laughs> Jen Siegel. Hi. And Orion Petticlair. You got that right. Yes, I did. <laughs> it takes a while. It's totally Petticlerk. <laughs> this meeting's officially been called to order and today we're going to talk about the upcoming 2014 san diego comic con giving our thoughts about what has been announced already that we're excited about and what we hope will end up happening at the uh, at the convention at least at the moment the things that haven't been um spoiled and kept a surprise from us so we'll try to break down what we might see them doing what we hope that they do, the kind of stuff that they probably won't, but you never know, and so on and so forth. And we really don't have any rhyme or reason for how we're going to throw this out there. We're just going to start throwing random topics um, at you guys. So I'll start off here with um, one thing that I find really interesting that I'm looking forward to, and that is a very random one, but um, we'll get into a lot of the, the comic book stuff a little bit later on, but... I noticed when I was going through the list of all the panels that they have set up for the three different days, which um, I've never gone to Comic-Con, and uh, this year has been the first time I've actually gone to any conventions. Fanboys Anonymous did the South Jersey Geek Fest convention in April, and then we had just done too many games in, um, what month was that, June? (laughs) I'm losing track. Uh, But... uh, so I've never gone to something as huge as Comic-Con. And when I saw this big list of everything that they had going on, there was, you know, five different panels going on at the same time frame and all that. A little bit overwhelming. But something I found really interesting was there's a lot of different TV shows that I watch that have a presence at Comic-Con this year that I wouldn't have expected necessarily. One of them is Hannibal. Uh, the TV series is based off of the books um, and the movies slightly is going to have a different panel called uh, embrace the madness, which I'm pretty sure they're going to go over what's coming up in the next season and let's spoil a little bit of this stuff here and there. But does anybody here watch Hannibal other than myself? Nope. No. Oh, you guys got to watch that show so much. It's so horribly brutal that I can't imagine how they get away with doing this on NBC. The first episode that I watched, uh, and I am a big fan of the movies, and um, I'm not really into the whole like the, the gore fest kind of films and stuff, so that's never been a real attractor to me. I always thought the psychological aspect was a whole lot more interesting, but uh, you know, when they announced that they're going to do a Hannibal TV show, I was all in for it, and I never expected there to be that much gore on this show, and... By the time the second season came around, I was expecting a lot of angry uh, parents and stuff sending in their messages of, like, you can't put this on TV or whatever. Second season was just as bad, if not worse. So I'm really curious to see if uh, there's a way for me to listen to these panels outside of going to Comic-Con, because obviously you're not going this year. Um, But I want to know, above all, what, what they announce whether or not certain characters died because they had a huge cliffhanger at the end of the last season and if they've got any idea of what they're going to do how to tame the show down because they've gotten to a point now where you're just like well now I expect anything to happen um, 
but that kind of takes me into another thing. Uh, does anybody here watch Walking Dead? Of course. All right, now, I don't, but is Walking Dead going to have any kind of a presence at Comic-Con? Oh, most likely, of course. Um, the new season is coming up uh, sometime in the fall, so most definitely there's going to be some Walking Dead news or tidbits. I know for certain that uh, Todd McFarlane, uh, his toy company, is actually producing a new um building set line uh kind of like legos but they're for walking dead and they're they definitely do not look like legos when you look at them when they're all together they look like just little miniature sets like you'd find like little micro sets it's amazing though when you see them all come together and the pieces do look like legos but when they're together they don't i'm just kind of picturing one of those lego people with that little stump on the head but it's bitten off by a zombie and they're missing an arm and (laughs) That's going to be the sequel to that Lego movie that they just came out with last year. <laughs> Lego zombies. Maybe it would be better than that. I don't know. Uh, going through the list of some other TV shows that are outside of the superhero genre that really dominates this market. Um, another one of them that I am actually a huge fan of, uh, and this is something that has a little bit of ties to the comic book community, is Person of Interest. And what I mean by that is it's um, created by Jonathan Nolan, who had written, co-written, uh, The Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises with his brother Christopher Nolan. And you can really see the parallels between Person of Interest and the Batman series. And if you are interested in finding out more information about that, I actually wrote something. One of the first articles I think that I had written for Fanboys is a comparison of those two. But... Um, Person of Interest is a show that I have the utmost respect for because I think that it is just a, a gem in the middle of um, a diamond in the rough, basically, you could say. Uh, I kind of have a feeling the answer is going to be no, but does anybody here watch Person of Interest? I watched, I it, in, I watched it in its first season, at least. I, I kind of liked it, but I just didn't follow it all the way through. I like it. It's um, it's um, I like the, the crime of it the, the the crime solving i always like all those shows svu and that kind of stuff so person of interest gives me a uh, that um another outlet for that kind of a genre exactly almost feels like batman to me it definitely is a lot like batman i mean you've got your your um your alfred kind of a character you've got your uh block with fusco a lot of different parallels between those two. So they know how to tap into that market. So that wasn't as much of a surprise for me that they're going to be popping up here. But still, if you think about it, I mean, that's yeah, like you were saying, Jen, like if it's kind of like that, that CSI, um, NCIS type of um, right. market too, those don't seem to be having that much of a presence at Comic-Con. So that little bit of a gap that they bridged with the Batman series must be that thing that makes them go, you know what, let's go to Comic-Con, let's get people interested in watching a dude who could have been Batman back in the day, and he would have been awesome, Jim Caviezel. Um, that's a, another one that I'm really interested in. This one, I, it's probably going to annoy you, Peyton. Inside the Big Bang Theory writer's room. <laughs> that actually interests me. I saw that on the on the website. I, I want to know what show. goes on in that because I actually really love that show. <laughs> Me too. Here's how I figure they do it. It's they go around to these comic conventions and try to overhear as much as they can and then just take a big dump 
<laughs> over whatever it is they said and then hand the actors the script. And oh then cue God. the laugh track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you that, though. The laugh track is pretty bad on that show. It, it is awful. But some of this stuff's really funny. Some of it's kind of crude, but some of it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they should get a lot of material out of this because... I mean, they, they represent that, um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit of one of our future shows, but I think that they represent the gig community pretty well in a lot of different aspects. Definitely. Throw out a little plug for Nerd Court there, coming up eventually, megapowersradio.com. <laughs> long-term debate. I personally cannot stand the show. Not only would I find it offensive, I just don't find it funny. Like, you could be offensive and be funny, but it's not funny. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, I think the last one or two seasons have definitely gone down in, in par to how it started and how hilarious it was when it first started. Yeah, and I like, agree. Especially the things that have like transcended the popularity of the show, like that stupid Bazinga thing and mm, uh, yeah. what's that, uh, the the Kitty of Fur song or whatever the hell it is? <laughs> yes, that is awful. And they keep bringing it back and it's just awful. It is soft Kitty. It was funny like the first time and that was about it. Yeah, a lot of those things that are the big criticisms of that show are the things that are annoying to even the fans of the show now. But unless you're, you know, the people that are super, super into it and where they think Bazinga is the most hilarious thing in the world. So you're going to get those people at that panel that are going to go up and I mean, it's always funny. We were joking about this after the Too Many Games convention that you see these people that come up and they ask a question to the panelists and it's like, um, oh, you know, I I really want to know anything that's going to happen in the next season. Can you tell me anything that happens? And it's like, what's their whole point being here? <laughs> or they're like, oh, I really think it's funny when uh, Sheldon says Bazinga. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're going to get those kind of people. But they tend to have a lot of fun when they're doing the panels, too. I've actually listened to a lot of their panels. Um, you know, some person just illegally uploads it to YouTube, and I check it out. And... uh you know, they do like impressions of each other in the middle of it. They talk about <laughs> different people that they'd like to have on the show that they can't necessarily get yet. Like they had talked before about wanting Leonard Nimoy. They eventually got him on and Stanley and all that. So mm-hmm. they do give you insight on the show. And if you are a fan of that, you're probably going to enjoy the writer's room one. And if you're not, then stay away from it, Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is another one though. Uh, out of the list of the things that uh, are TV shows that aren't necessarily comic book related that I had written down, and then we can kind of um, circle around again. But uh, there's going to be a panel called Greendale Forever TV Guide Magazine's Tribute to Community, which if you haven't followed the news yet, Community has been renewed for another season, kind of. Kind they of. were bought by Yahoo Screen. And they're going to be on that instead of NBC, which is really odd, but they are promising not only that they're going to have the same production quality and everything, but that they actually might end up having longer episodes, which is a huge positive because any network show knows you keep getting screwed over more and more when it comes to time. So Community's in a weird spot right now. they got a huge fan base that really supports them, and that's going to be cool to see what happens at that panel. Um Going around again. Anybody watch Community here other than myself? I watched a few episodes. <laughs> Pretty good. Only a few, though? Yeah, only a few. 
it took me a little bit to get into it, I have to admit. The first, like, three episodes or so, I wasn't sure if I was really going to like it. And by the end of the first season, I was pretty much hooked. Same kind of thing happened with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But I came much later into that. I think I started watching that season three. Um, so for the people that don't like Big Bang Theory, that's another TV show that you should check out. Uh, might like, might not like. You never know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of goes for all the list of the, the non-comic um, booky TV shows and stuff that, that I had on my list. Does anybody else have any that had been mentioned already or anything that you guys thought was going to happen? It's not really comic booky, but more along the fairy tale lines. Did you see the panel about the Once Once Upon a Time? No, I haven't followed that show at all. Uh, okay, well, I haven't really followed it all that much, but they're bringing... I have children, so it kind of brings it all together, where they're bringing Elsa onto the show from Frozen, mm-hmm. and they're supposedly supposed to be this huge twist, so I'm interested to see how that goes. Already? They're going to bring a Frozen character in? Yeah, and the... And the um... The actress who plays Elsa, uh, if you remember uh, from like the latter part of uh, the series Fringe, um, Olivia's daughter, uh, bond-haired actress, she plays Elsa. Interesting. I, I really liked Fringe. <laughs> I still haven't even seen Frozen yet, so <laughs> it's okay. You that. can let it go. Uh, I get it. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's actually the main reason why I haven't seen it yet, is because I can't stand that song. You just can't let it go. Every time that I think about putting that movie on, I just, I can't do it. It was okay, but there's nothing to get excited over. My girls liked it a lot, but I'm thinking you probably won't like it that much. Well, a good Disney movie, especially if it's a good Disney Pixar movie, is awesome. I mean, I could watch... uh, Aladdin pretty much any time if I'm in the mood for a Disney movie or like a Toy Story or something like that. But Yeah, but those weren't really girly movies. Yeah, it does seem I mean, like it's more Toy Story. they have a love story throughout, but there's a lot of adventure. And it's more of, Frozen's more of a girly movie, I think. Plus, I don't think I'm going to like that snowman. <laughs> Olaf? He Actually, just, Olaf, uh, is, Olaf is probably, probably one the, of the best part parts of the of entire the... movie. Yeah, exactly. One of the better parts of the film. We'll see. I'll definitely check it out eventually someday. But yeah, definitely. I'm also interested in what's happening next with Frozen. I uh, not Frozen <laughs> with uh, Once Upon a Time yeah. because I've been watching that series and I didn't expect to like it um, too much. But it's grown on me. Uh, I prefer a show based on fate, which is what um, Once Upon a Time is based on. But uh, Fables is a lot more mature. Uh, but yeah, Once Upon a Time has been pretty fun. I also kind of liked the uh, spin-off series of uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. That was okay, even though it was a bit slow in the start. But another show I'm uh, really excited about is almost comic book related, but not quite. It's based on a novel series by Neil Gaiman. Is American Gods. Uh, American Gods has been, for the longest time, trying to get a... Um, a AMC series together and I saw somewhere recently in the news that it got greenlit but I think it might have gotten greenlit by another production company other than AMC so I loved that book American Gods it's very 
I'm not going to say fun, but it was very interesting to read. What uh, is American Gods about? I had never heard of that before. It's uh, it's pretty much what the title is, is that um, it's kind of a war between the gods of the old world, like uh, Odin, Zeus, all that, versus the gods of the modern world, such as like the gods of credit cards or the gods of finance or anything like that, the god of the internet. <laughs> so and, it's basically like uh, Ares against Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but within the entire war, you have um, this character who gets caught up in the war, uh, who is somehow a part of the uh, of the mythology of the old gods. And it, I mean, I I can't tell you too much more without spoiling anything. But it's a very fun book to read. Um, and I'm looking forward to what they do on TV. All right, now, Jen, your phone is about to die, right? Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on today, guys. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Oh, thanks for joining in, Jen. Right. Bye. Good night. All right, guys, we're going to continue here. Uh, we have some other TV stuff going on still. Um, Ryan, you were talking last about uh, American Gods. What other ones are you interested in that have been well, announced already? Um, another one I am interested in is uh, perhaps uh, the uh, uh, the Marvel Netflix shows. Oh yes, yes, the Marvel Netflix shows. Those those ones are going to be probably the best part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe coming up. Is because we're not just getting one movie every other year. We're now getting uh, up to like I I think they said um, something like sixteen episodes or so uh, per uh, show or per season. So it's going to be like a movie expanded, and it's going to be within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we're going to see like references from the uh, Avengers movies or from any of the other Marvel Cinematic films. And it's all going to... Uh, there's like five different shows or four or five different shows right now. Um, the first one coming up, which there's been a lot of news and uh, pictures recently about, is the Daredevil show, which hopefully is going to be much better than the films. Or the, the film, the one film. And then uh, there's going to be Iron Fist, Luke Cage... And uh, Jessica Jones, her? I think. Yeah, Jessica Jones, someone I don't even know. And then it's all going to um, cult uh, accumulate into the Defenders. All right, not the Defenders. It's the Defenders? I think it's the Defenders, yeah. I think it's the Defenders. Yeah, because I think yeah. that somebody was saying, oh, maybe we'll get a crossover of Doctor Strange and the Hulk, and it's like, oh, come on, they're not going to do that. Yeah, so it's going to be cool that we get an Avengers-style team on the small screen. So that's going to be really cool. And hopefully they make mention of that in the films or at some point have a team up, but probably not. Um, I'm, I'm definitely excited for those. I don't have Netflix, so I'll have to try to figure out another way to check it out. But Daredevil is a vastly underrated character, I think. And I actually think that the movie is okay if you watch the extended version of it. But they could do it so much better being under the Marvel umbrella. Luke Cage... Meh, he's kind of a one-trick pony, I think. Jessica Jones, I really don't know a whole lot about. She's just kind of a random superhero that they've added. And I think, never I think really it would have been... Uh, I know that Jessica Jones is supposed to be Luke Cage's wife in the comics. Yeah. I think. I'm not sh- 
Uh, maybe not. I think, but, um, I think that they had a kid together, and she was also supposed to be like a um, classmate of Peter Parker's, and like they kind of added her into like, oh, she was also there for this and also there for that. And it was like, oh, I don't remember yeah. that. But. I think I think though that the better move Marvel should have made was made, instead of making an individual Luke Cage and Iron Fist film, they should have just done a Heroes for Hire film, which are is what they're both well known for being the heroes for hire team yeah i kind of agree i mean i think that maybe you could do like a a lead-in luke cage show and a lead-in iron fist show to give them like their origins and then instead of doing the defenders i think that they all should have just been heroes for hire i think you could have had a a whole like abc or nbc or whatever station you would want to go to probably abc because they've got agents of shield disney and everything um, you could have done a whole Heroes for Hire show of like uh, like a burn notice type of thing where people that go up to you know the superheroes and they ask them for help throughout the episode and they take on these odd jobs and whatever. Luke Cage, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea right there. I mean, just just batching it off of uh, off of burn notice. That would just be oh burn notice or like there's burn notice and then there's another one where it's similar. Um, oh, did leverage. they do that on? Uh, I was thinking maybe uh, Psych. I haven't seen that show. I, uh, Psych, yeah, it's kind of the same, but uh, Leverage also is one of those shows. Um, but I, what I'm really looking forward to is I hope the Netflix series is a huge success, so that they make more Netflix series, and they continue this this um, trend of making individual series that built up to a huge team series because the next team series i would like to see is marvel knights another uh street level team uh that would involve like daredevil punisher and who i'm looking forward to is moon knight i hope moon knight gets his own uh tv series because he would do much better in a tv series than a than a standalone film uh especially since uh, he's a lot more street level than say Thor or Iron Man or Captain America. And also um, it's very likely that we might see Moon Knight sometime in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because there, there have already been um, some Easter eggs. Uh, there was an Easter egg in the first Thor film when Coulson was interviewing Thor, was uh, grilling Thor he mentioned, uh, you know, are you like some sort of uh, mercenary? You're like the mercenary type from uh, South Africa, which is kind of a a jab at uh, Moon Knight's origin. There's also the Easter egg in the uh, Winter Soldier movie, uh, talking about um, there was there was a man in Egypt that uh, Shield was t- uh, keeping an eye on, which is I didn't again catch that one. Yeah, and then um, in the upcoming Ant-Man film, uh, I think they confirmed that one of the characters will be uh, a character that will become the villain Crossfire. And Crossfire was one of Moon Knight's earliest enemies. Hmm. I'm not too familiar with Moon Knight, but um, anything that they can add into this Netflix series is awesome to me. I paid you watch stuff on Netflix all the time, but you're not mm-hmm. the biggest superhero buff out there. Is that going to be something that you check out may- mainly because it's on Netflix or not at all or 
subject matter or what do you think I about this? would definitely be more apt to give it a chance on Netflix because of the convenience of when I could watch it. I, this is the future of how we should be allowed to watch anything on demand when you want to see it stream ads. And if you need to, I'm not one who's going to complain about that, but having to make sure I'm at my house on Friday at 8 PM, not always going to happen. You know, as much as I may want to be there to watch whatever it may be, I'm not going to be there. So being able to watch it anytime on my own is fantastic. And I have to give kudos to Netflix. All their original series may not be amazing, but they're all very well produced, very high quality, and have had no problem finding an audience. So if they want to start heading more into this superhero realm, I'm perfectly okay with that. I I don't know much about the uh, subject matter of who they're picking. I've I've never read those comics. I don't know anything about those heroes. But you know what? I didn't know anything about the Green Arrow before I started watching Arrow on CW. And I fucking love that show now. So I'll give it a shot. Speaking of that, they did announce Arrow special video presentation and Q&A. So we're going to get some of those people that go up and go, Oh, Arrow, uh, I like that part where you shoot the arrow. Do you Uh, like that too? uh, (laughs) Is it oh, hard yeah. to shoot arrows? <laughs> Dude, definitely. Arrow is probably one of the best comic book-based shows on television ever. It's They've really done it justice. I mean, back during Smallville's days, Ugh. yeah. I mean, they had uh, the green arrow on that show, <laughs> and this one on Arrow is way better, much better. And then... Not only is it much better, it spawned off a spin-off series of The Flash. The Flash? Uh, Well, you know, I really... I'm in a weird position when it comes to some of these characters. Because I love comic book characters. I love superheroes and everything. But it's tough for me to get into a couple of them, even if I do like them in like an ensemble thing. And flash is one of them because I don't like Flash's rogues gallery. I don't like Flash's supporting characters and whatever. So when they announced that that was going to be a focal point of season two of arrow, I was really into it. But at the same time, I was just like, you know what? Flash. Uh, did you hear, did like, you hear about the news today for flash that, um, prison break, uh, actor Wentworth Miller is going to play his adversary, Captain Cold. Yeah, it seems like it would be uh, pretty interesting. But even that, like, Captain Cold, it's always just one of those, like, stupid kind of old namey things that I can't get past. I can't wait till I see uh, Captain Boomerang on that show. Oh, uh, he's got to be on there, definitely. But that's a show that I'm excited about, but I'm more anxious about that i'm excited because i got a feeling i'm not gonna like flash as much as i like arrow because arrow is fucking awesome oh yeah arrow it it was slow in the start but it built up real fast i agree with that a lot but Peyton, i think that you had said to me before you liked it from the very beginning what's that specifically arrow arrow like the first episode or so first episode the first scene i mean when they're they're showing the guy climbing up the the mountain i'm like man this is some awesome mountain climbing footage. <laughs> <laughs> like I was hooked on that show from the very first second. And it took me about maybe three quarters of the way through the first season before I was really able to 
give it a shot. Like, um, well, not give it a shot because I mean, obviously, I gave it a shot if I was just like watching every episode when it came out. But... I'm not quite sure I'm ready to watch this entire season ten episodes. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think the problem was that you weren't familiar with the main character enough. He had to be introduced to you a number of times. Uh, um, well, <laughs> at the very beginning of the episode. Yeah. God, that is one of the weirdest things. My name is Oliver Queen. And then season two, my name is Oliver <laughs> Queen. My that's, name! That's going to be their new special presentation for the video. They're going to be like, all right, guys, we're going to show you this uh, clip at you know, the beginning that's going to happen on every episode of season three. We're really amping it up this time, guys. And it's going to be him and a fucking megaphone. My name is Oliver Queen! And then by the time they get to season four, it's just going to be like this inaudible dog tune <laughs> that'll be playing. You know, another show I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, kind of, because I'm not entirely familiar with the source material, is Constantine. Oh, I'm not looking forward to that at all. I think that's going to be terrible. Yeah, sure, it might be terrible. But they're also planning on uh, just dragging in some other DC characters, such as uh, Doctor Fate and the Spectre. It'd be interesting to see if they can build something off of just the Constantine show, to kind of do what Marvel's trying to do and build a, um, a a almost cinematic universe on the television. It would be cool because like I've been hearing things about like they want to try to build a Justice League Dark type of show. And that would be interesting just to see like a darker version, uh, a darker area of the DC universe. Now, have they said yet if Constantine's going to be the same continuity as um, Arrow and Flash? Because I know that they've said that Gotham mm, most likely is No, I don't think they have. Um, I think right now uh, Arrow and Flash are going to be its own thing. Uh, definitely Gotham is not going to be part of uh, Arrow. And Constantine is pretty much on its own thread. Now that's a show, Constantine, that I will watch the first episode of, but I got a feeling I probably won't even bother watching the second one because so far the trailers haven't looked that good. But Gotham is something that I'll check out even if I hate because I'm just such a big Batman fan. Now, Peyton, if you got into Arrow, are you going to watch Flash, Constantine, and uh, Gotham? I will give Flash a chance just because there's a lot of the same team involved, but I'm not as optimistic for it. But I can always be surprised. I never would have thought I would be into the Arrow show. Uh, Constantine is an interesting one. I know absolutely nothing about it, but the only thing that's drawing me towards it is the pilot and pretty much the main director they're going to have on board for the show is Neil Marshall, who Game of Thrones fans would know Neil Marshall very well because he is the man responsible for directing both the Battle of the Blackwater episode and the Battle at the Wall episode. So he is known for doing these excellent long-time battle episodes. So if the first episode of Constantine has anywhere near the awesome action that they packed into those big episodes of Game of Thrones, I'm in. Just just to watch that first episode. And then we'll take it from there. What about Gotham? I don't know anything about that. I Not mean, at all? Not, not at all. I haven't even. This is the first I'm hearing about it, so I, I'll have to let that one bake on me. Uh, anything involving Gotham, I could give a chance, but Batman's very hit or miss. So anything in that world is possible that I'll really like, and it's possible I won't like. I love the Tim Burton movies. I'm actually not a big fan of the Christopher Nolan movies. Fuck me, right? 
No, I mean, I like both the Christopher Nolan and the Tim Burton movies. I mean, uh, of the Tim Burton movies, um, uh, Batman Returns was my favorite. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Give me B-Taz over anything else. Batman the Animated Series. Mm. Oh, I, I still have to watch that. I mean, I've seen a few episodes, but I really have never seen it in its entirety. Ah, uh, that's so good. You gotta watch that, and then you gotta watch the Superman animated series, and then both incarnations of the Justice League, because they're all the same I, continuity. And I Batman watched, Beyond. I watched, uh, I watched Batman Beyond, and then both Justice League movies. Just the movies? I'm not. not I mean, the, not the movies. The I mean, series. The, uh, the series. I liked both series. I especially loved Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond remains my favorite DC anything. Well, they are going to have a lot of Batman and a lot of DC stuff going on for um, for Comic-Con this year. Uh, speaking of the shows that we just mentioned, um, they announced earlier today, I think it was, that Flash and Arrow are going to be having a two-hour crossover event during this season. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a cool way for them to mix those two characters up. And they're going to throw Felicity Smoke in... Um, at least one episode of Flash, I think they had said, maybe like two or three or something. That's going to be interesting because when Wally was uh, introduced, is it Wally? I think it's Wally. Um, no, it's when Barry. he was uh, Barry. When Barry was introduced in the uh, Arrow series, uh, Felicity kind of have a, had a crush on him, but since he got his coma, she's kind of been like waiting off of him. And then I, spoiler alert, at the end of uh, the last season of Arrow. Uh, a thing started developing between Felicity and Oliver. So that's going to be interesting if she gets thrown into the mix in the uh, crossover episode, who's she going to choose? They also announced that two different other people, um, you mentioned the Captain Cold announcement before, but um, two people that might be popping up when it comes to news or footage or anything else with uh, Flash and Arrow are... Brandon Routh is going to be playing um, the Adam on Arrow, which oh, I yeah. did not get that casting whatsoever. But yeah, that's, that's, that's you know. kind of weird. And uh, Firestorm is going to be part of the Flash, so that's really interesting. That's kind of that's making me feel a little bit anxious about some stuff too. But it's also something cool to look forward to. And also, they um, earlier today they also announced that Tommy is going to be back for uh, flashbacks for season three, which is awesome because to me, Tommy was the best character in season one. I don't know about you guys, but Tommy and his father kind of feel like green goblin characters to me. They feel like the Osborne family. Like it's going to be this never ending thing of, Oh, they get killed and then they come back and they're just a menace to green arrow. I'd be down for that. I like them both. What about you, Peyton? I don't know nothing about this. You never saw the Spider-Man movies? Nope. Really? Nope. Do you know about the Green Goblin? I know who the Green Goblin is. Uh, basically, like, would you like to see um, Tommy and Malcolm be like recurring people in um, the Arrow show? Are they normally crossover people? I mean, aren't those Spider-Man villains? No, it's just uh, the idea of like the the goblins in the Spider-Man series are like they they constantly pop up and stuff. Like, would you want to see that happen with those kind of characters for Arrow? Are you kind of like over um, the archers, move on to other villains and stuff? Or do you want to see more Tommy popping up here and there, more Malcolm, that kind of stuff? 
you, you mean like, do I want to see like Slade Wilson keep coming back for like four seasons? No, I have no interest in that. No, like, do you want to keep um, the Merlins? Every once in a while, they they pop up, or are you? Do you want them to just go away? No, the Merlins can can be finished. I Whatever. I have no cool. interest in that arc that they're building with uh, Thea and the one guy, the father. Malcolm? Screw that. Yeah, no interest. I actually think that's going to be the best subplot of season three. I think so. another thing that I'm really hoping for, uh, kind of uh, almost skipping over to the uh, Justice League movie, is that for a long time, um, the actor who plays Oliver Queen in Arrow, he's been lobbying to play the Green Arrow in the Justice League movie. And I would be interested to see if they plan on crossing over the Green the Arrow series with the Justice League. Actually, Jeff Johns earlier today said no. No! He officially was just like, we're not mixing those up. We're trying to do that sucks. all the Flash and Green Arrow stuff together, and we got a lot of that going on. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. And he's like, we've got um, Wonder Woman might end up being a TV show too because they are obsessed with the idea of a Wonder Woman TV show, even though that doesn't seem like it's useful. But he was like, we're, you're not seeing Batman and Superman mix up with Green Arrow and we're not bringing them into the movies. So I'm actually in support of that. I don't think that the Flash that they have is strong enough to be in the movies. So, I mean, yeah, the Flash is not strong enough, but at least... If if not cross over the television series with the movie, at least have the actor as the Green yeah. Arrow. I, I don't think it needs to be canon. I, it would. I don't think it would make any sense for it to be canon. But to have the same actor, you could definitely do that. So I think go for a completely different actor. Keep it to where you don't confuse people, because a lot of other people people could play um, Ollie too. Charlie Hunnam, yeah, like Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. I still thought he, if he was younger, he could have been a good, uh, really good Barry, but or Robin. Either way, he could have been. Um, so we're kind of in the mix of all this um, superhero talk. So let's kind of move on to another superhero thing. Uh, this is a quick one that I want to just throw out there. Marvel's going to be doing a panel of Cup of Joe, which is uh, Joe Casada. The I, I forget his official title at. Marvel. It's something he's, like, he's like Chief he's no Creative long- Officer or something. Yeah, he's like no longer like the head honcho heap, but he's still like up there. I think that's the title they gave him, Chief Creative Officer. Where he's just like one of the the main overseers of a lot of the different projects and stuff, but he's going to be doing a panel. And Joe Casada is pretty interesting to listen to, so I, I definitely am hoping that I can check that out. Um, but it's tough for me to get into the comics, mostly for scheduling conflicts. And, you know, you got to read a hundred different versions of each comic for you to keep in track and everything. But there are two other things that they've announced. Uh, These are from DC that I picked up that I think are interesting. They're going to do... One of them's got a weird title, the DC Band-Aid. I've been hearing about that. Where they're going to do crossovers between different versions of the different characters from the Elseworlds and stuff, like... Batman from Earth, whatever, and, uh, you know, Superman. Reestablishing the multiverse. That's basically, yeah. And they got another one that's going to be Godhead, which just sounds like it's really... Uh, <laughs> a lot of jokes can be made out of that, but it's uh, the new gods against the, the um, Green Lantern Corps. So, I know uh, Chris Dace 
is probably going to be really into that because he's really into the GLC. But, um, Peyton, you're not into the comics, but uh, I know that Orion, that you are. Um, uh, well, kind of. I'm. I'm not a huge. I'm a more of a Marvel follower than a DC. But I have been keeping up uh, with their recent uh, weekly comic book event, uh, Futures End, uh, which is where there's. Um, pushing the entire New 52 storyline five years into the future. Uh, and it's supposed to involve um, Batman Beyond of the New 52 continuity, which is why I got involved with it, because I love Batman Beyond. I've been following the comics. But this Batman Beyond is only slightly different from the from his current comic book series. And I've been following this, um, this Future's End business. And, I mean, it's it's a bit taxing on the wallet because a book comes out every single week. Uh, and as far as I can see, this is going to go on until the year's end. Uh, but it's been a, it's been a pretty interesting run so far. Um, I don't know even half of the characters that are in the book. Like supposedly, I guess Frankenstein is a part of the DC continuity. So he's in there. And then there's something weird going on with Superman and Brainiac. Uh, but otherwise, it's been a very interesting run so far. Um, I, I would probably wait for the trades if I were you, if you're interested at all in the series. Because it's going to really take a bite out of your wallet if you try to follow this every single week. Well, out of the um, comic book stuff, those were the only things that had caught my eye um anything despite not being uh super um keeping your eye watching out on for it um is there anything that you stumbled across that you thought was interesting Peyton? uh well while i was looking through the program here i did notice that they're going to be giving away seven free posters of my little pony all you have to do is visit seven different booths and each booth will give you a free poster and you can get the entire collection. So collect them all. <laughs> is there any other comic book related stuff, uh, that had caught your eye, Orion? Uh, well, I mean, so far all this week, Marvel has been pretty much dominating the news sphere. And one of, uh, and a few of those things are the changes they've been making, to some of the staple characters for their new Marvel Now initiative, such as uh, Thor becoming a female. Not really becoming a female, but uh, he's being replaced by a female character who will be called Thor. And um, then there's also uh, the Falcon. Sam Wilson will become the new Captain America because uh, Steve Rogers, his... um, Super ser- uh, his super soldier serum is finally wearing off, so he's rapidly aging and won't be able to continue his career. And then there's going to be the Superior Iron Man, which has no ties to Superior Spider-Man, so don't worry about that. I love Superior Spider-Man, but I won't get on that subject. Uh, in which Iron Man moves to San Francisco or L.A. or something. I think it's L.A. Um, and he's i guess he's going to distribute extremists to the publics for free or whatever um and it's just they're trying to make a brand new team with uh 
trying to represent more minorities, which I'm completely okay with. But what I'm not okay with is the knowledge we all know that very soon after they make these char- they change these characters up, it's going to go right back to the way it was before with Steve Rogers as Captain America and proper Thor as Thor. So I, I wish there was more permanence to these characters, but everybody already knows, you know, this is going to be permanent no matter how m- much Marvel swears up and down that, no, this is going to be a permanent change. No, it's not going to be. Yeah, I agree. I think it all depends if they bring it into the movies. I think uh, if they bring these stories into the movies, they will be permanent because that's going to cement it in people's minds. If you have something happening in the next Thor movie where it gets transferred over into a female, I think people will buy it. If you have uh, whatever the other guy's name is, take over Captain America in the movies, I think people will buy it. But I if think- you just let it sit on some unknown comic that you know, only, I don't know what a proper percentage is, maybe 15% of the people who know about those from the movies, which is the majority of the public would know, it's not going to catch on. People aren't going to believe it. It'll just be like, oh, they're doing that? That's novel. Oh, hey, look, there's the real Thor. <laughs> yeah, and um, I mean, I the whole thing, it's just, it's leaving a bad taste in my mouth, not because it's changing things, as most comic book nerds would be opposed to, like, oh, they're changing our favorite characters, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm fine with that, but if you're going to change something, give it some permanence. I mean, Superior Spider-Man, when Doc Ock took over Peter Parker's brain, that lasted for a little over a year. If that lasted for longer than a year, say two, three, four years, Mm -hmm. I think that would have been a little more significant. Uh, But I, I would give these new changes perhaps maybe a year a little more but eventually they're going to just revert back because these are marvel's flagship characters these are the characters that you're going to be seeing in the movies and they're not going to have them different from what they seem in the movies uh for too long and i don't think they're going to try to reflect what they're doing in the comics in the movies uh because you you have a better chance of having the Winter Soldier, Bucky, becoming Captain America in the movies because uh, the uh, Sebastian Stan, the actor who's signed up to play Bucky, he signed up for like, something like nine Marvel films or something like that. So when Chris Evans no longer plays Captain America, you're probably going to have Sebastian Stan take over. Now the... Uh... The non-comic book stuff, before we get into most of the movies, because there's a lot of movie stuff that we can throw out there, um, just to give ourselves a little bit of a a break and move on to some other topics before we come back to it, I came across a couple other little things that were interesting to me. Um, One of them, uh, I know that you'll have something to say about this, Peyton. Mattel and WWE, over-the-top action. There's going to be two things with WWE this time around, and that's uh, the whole thing about their action figures, and there's also going to be some kind of a WWE Studios thing with Leprechaun Origins and See No Evil 2. So the people that don't follow the wrestling stuff that we do, uh, to give you a little bit of a backstory, myself and Mike Payton and a bunch of some other people that are a part of Fanboys Anonymous, we do 
wrestling coverage as well. My website, smartoutmoment.com, and we do things like a podcast on there. We do the Monday Night Raw post show on Mega Powers Radio. So we're into WWE and everything, but you could tell me that there's the Mattel and WWE panel, and you can tell me that there's also this other thing that's uh, some random shit about uh, transgender characters. <laughs> I probably would want to go see the thing about the transgender characters more than the WWE one, which is really a shame. But speaking as a WWE fan, what do you think about this stuff? Leprechaun, Ceno Evil, the action figures, and all that other kind of stuff WWE is going to have a presence for? Well, let me just throw this out there. I don't remember if it was the San Diego Comic-Con panel exactly, but they have made a history of making those panels something special. I believe it was two years ago where CM Punk had just walked out of the company after the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and he hadn't yet returned, but he crashed the panel at the Comic-Con and just walked in with a megaphone and just created a ruckus, which was pretty awesome. And I believe it was the year before that was while they were debuting their new line with Mattel, they had the Macho Man Randy Savage pop on for a short video, which is the only time he's appeared with any kind of like WWE thing since the 90s. So that was awesome. Uh, as far as what to expect this year, I wouldn't be too excited about toys. I've been looking at some of their new things they've been making, so I'm, I'm hoping they have a few surprises planned. The movies they have coming out, I give them a chance. See No Evil, the first one was okay. That stars Kane for you wrestling fans or outside wrestling fans who at least know who he is. The one I'm actually more interested in is the Leprechaun Origins, because when I heard them making that and they were going to be using Hornswoggle, their resident midget, well, now they have two midgets, but their longer-term midget, I <laughs> thought it it fit. I mean, his original gimmick was that he was a leprechaun. So, of course, he's going to be the leprechaun. But you're going to have a hard time replacing the, the – what the fuck is the first guy's name? I should know this too. Uh, Willow. Wasn't Warwick Davis, was it? Was Warwick Davis. Uh, yeah, the guy who played Willow. Um, Willow. You have a hard time replacing him. <laughs> he's just a, a fantastic actor who continues to do small parts to this day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, I, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'm not going to go to the theaters to see it or anything, but it's a red box movie. Any thoughts on the WWE side of stuff, Ryan? I'm. I don't follow wrestling. So this is a total pass. Yeah. It's a pass for me, even though I do. <laughs> They're also going to do something with NASA. I forget. I didn't write down exactly what it was, but I think it's going to be like a Q&A with Buzz Aldrin or something like that, which is kind of interesting because, um, I mean, obviously there's a spillover when it comes to science fiction and actual science, and that'd be pretty interesting to see if he's got any cool stories. Uh, if it was him, and I'm not 100% sure, so maybe it isn't, but I'm pretty sure that it was. Uh, he also did an um, Ask Me Anything on Reddit, which was actually pretty funny because he was talking about like stupid stuff that went wrong in space. And I forget the one thing that he had said, he was like, I never told anybody this cause I could get in trouble for it or whatever. And it was like, Oh, now you told everybody on Reddit. So, um, they're going to be doing that. They're going to be doing a thing called, um, teaching through comics, which, uh, is about how you can use comic books to kind of bridge that gap between kids and get them to start reading more. And, um, that's something that just interests me because I have a teaching degree. So it's another thing that it appeals to. Uh, there's also going to be a thing on um, psychology of cult TV shows. Uh, so for the people that are interested in psychology and everything, that's another thing to look out for. Lots of stuff with Batman. They're going to do something for every decade, it seems. 
now that it's the 75th anniversary. Definitely something about Batman 66. Not my thing, but, you know, Batman yeah, in the 70s, Batman 65 80s. was better. <laughs> Batman's 0 to 65. Uh, and, and one other thing that I thought was just like, wait, what? I had to read this wrong. But it's kind of cool that they're giving a little spotlight to something so obscure. This guy does Star Wars origami. And he's got his own panel. Showing people how to do that. I would just want to see what that looks like, how he makes like a little Yoda and stuff. Um, other than that, though, there's not a whole lot of odd, obscure, non-like movies, TV show kind of stuff out there that I am interested in. Oh, there's actually one more. Uh, <laughs> the panel was called "Your Opinion Sucks: Rotten Tomatoes Critics versus Fans." Hmm. So. Those are some different things that I would definitely want to try to check out if somebody wanted to post them online or, you know, they release it on the Comic-Con website or something like that. But out of those or any of the other kind of um, non-movie subjects, what other stuff do you guys um, have that you thought might be interesting? Ryan? Uh, Well, only one other thing um, is that a month ago or so, uh, here in San Jose, California, uh, we had our um, big Wow Con, which is kind of supposed to be the replacement for WonderCon since it moved down to Anaheim. Uh, so this is supposed to be our new big local comic book movie blah 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 convention. And while I was there, I was talking to, um, I think he was either an artist or an official from image comics who's uh who is tied to the darkness um comic book series and i was having a conversation with him discussing you know uh all the upcoming darkness stuff and i told him oh you know i really loved the darkness games uh i don't know if you guys ever played them but they're probably some of the best comic book related uh video games on the market uh, there's uh, Darkness and Darkness 2, which Darkness 2 pretty much blew the first one out of the water. But they're both really good for their story. And I loved their story, and uh, the second one kind of ended on a cliffhanger. And uh, for the longest time, I haven't heard anything about um, a Darkness 3 to complete that story. And so when I was talking to the guy, I asked him, Hey, uh, is there going to be a Darkness 3? And I said, yeah, they're already working on it. So um, even though there still is no official word yet online, whether uh, they're making it or not, I heard from this official from Image Comics who's tied to the darkness that, yes, they're already making a third game. I'm completely unfamiliar with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. If, if you like first-person shooters with a story, definitely pick up The Darkness. Are there any other um, odd, obscure little panels and stuff that caught your eye? No, I didn't get a chance to look at all the panels, um, but really none have really caught my eye. What about you, Peyton? Anything really weird? Lots of beautiful women in cosplay. Oh, that's definitely a positive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't wait to see all the pictures coming out. Not, not just to like ogle at beautiful girls or anything. I like seeing the creativity that people bring, too. Like, I remember there was a Comic-Con that happened right after the movie Sharknado came out, and someone actually had a cosplay of them being a Sharknado. <laughs> I thought that was just amazing. How did they do that? 
they had like Marge Simpson hair and like it was just like looked like a like a twister basically and then there was like little pieces of like sharks and different things sticking out of it. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the um, the big meat of the thing that we have going on here and that's the movies that are coming out um, that most people are going to go ape shit over and that's myself included the Marvel and the DC ones um, some of them are going to be announced a little bit coming up uh, you know in the next week or so I'm sure they'll throw out some other details try to get people excited and whatever but they haven't really talked a whole lot about a lot of them so that's what's making me think that we're going to see some surprises here and then there's also the shows, not the shows, the movies. I'm showing my age a little bit there when I start calling the picture shows. <laughs> the, the, the talkies. Those talkies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those picture shows that are coming out, you know, later on this month or so are going to have some kind of a presence, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They got to do something in regards to that, but they can't be doing anything too huge because it's kind of a waste. Um,. But I'm interested in three things above all. Uh, and that's... I'll knock the first one right out of the way because I'm sure there's more to talk about with the other stuff. One thing I really, really want to hear some information about is Star Wars. Hmm. Uh, and it's not so much that I just want to know more about Star Wars. I want my fears to be quelled. Because I am so worried that this is going to suck. And the more information that comes out, the more nervous I get. And the more that I question whether or not this is a good idea. Because there's basically only a couple things that I wanted to, them to do if they were going to do another movie. And they seem to not be doing those. And I don't like it. <laughs> so I haven't heard anything yet of... The one guy, I can't think of his name, the, the one redheaded guy who was in the Harry Potter movies, of what his character's name is. But the number one thing that I'm looking out for is I want them desperately to announce that he is Ben Skywalker. I don't care if they say if he is uh, a Jedi or a Sith. I don't care if he is a certain age in it. That's all details that can come later on. If I have one thing out of this whole entire Comic-Con that I would feel, like, resolved with, it would be that. If they just said, this dude is going to be Luke's kid named Ben, okay, it's a good Comic-Con. Because I am just so worried that they're going to go with a lot of these rumors that we've heard that Han's daughter is the main character, and Han Solo is actually, like, the main character of the movie... It's all about trying to find Luke who went off in exile and uh, a whole bunch of stuff that I am not on board with. But Star Wars is definitely a number one thing for me to look out for. What do you guys think about Star Wars? Is there anything that they have announced that you guys think is interesting? Anything that they have announced that you really hope that they do? Well, um, well for me with Star Wars, the bar is, pretty, is set pretty low in my standards. I mean, I I admit I enjoyed the some of the prequel films. Number one, not so much. But two and three, I enjoyed those. I'm quite easy to please. Um, I, of course, I don't care 
a bit about anything like any of the animated projects, those can just bite the dust for me. But with Star Wars Episode Seven, um, I really, it's really a blank slate for me because um, I I read one or two of the expanded the extended universe books, and I kind of I have a sort of an understanding of you know uh, Luke and uh, not uh, Luke uh, Han and Leia's uh, kids that they had like I think three kids or so who all became Jedi. Um, but otherwise, I know that they said uh, that the producers said they're not going to be drawing on the expanded universe; that they're going to make an expanded universe of their own. So uh, it's really a blank slate for me. I I have very low expectations, so that when it does come out, I I'll just be blown away and not ticked off or anything. What about you, Peyton? I'm very similar to Orion. I am just trying to remain as neutral as possible up until I see that movie. I love the first three Star Wars films so much. I'm conflicted on the prequels. That's another story for another day. When I heard Disney was purchasing the franchise, I was actually very happy because a lot of people will freak out. But you know what? I think Disney has done fantastic with these third-party franchises they've picked up. I'm talking about the Muppets. I'm talking about the Marvel series. They've done tremendous work with those. So I have no worries at all of what they're going to do with Star Wars. I worry about some of the people I have heard involved. I I do love J.J. Abrams. Is he still involved or did he fall off? No, he's still there. He's still there. Okay, good. Um I actually heard that uh, an actress by the name of Gwendolyn Christie, who plays Brienne of Tarth on Game of Thrones, this monstrous-sized woman, really tall. I heard she's going to be a member of the cast in the new Star Wars, which actually got me pretty excited to see whatever they have for her. That's definitely got to be something cool. So I'm trying to not get into too many things. There's really nothing they would be even able to announce or show at this that would change my opinion all that much, uh, unless it was J.J. Abrams leaving. (laughs) I might be a little perturbed by that, but... Uh, anything short of a trailer of any kind. And I have to be honest with you, I haven't done this in a while, but I think I might just try to completely avoid any trailers or anything until I see that movie and have all my opinions happen only when that movie starts up in theaters. You know what? I am going to try to do something similar. Trailers I will watch because that's kind of intended to be watched, but I'm not going to look at anything spoiler uh, related. Other than, you know, the the news that we have to post on fanboys and stuff. But the only other thing with them, Star Wars, that I could maybe see them doing, um, other than announcing some of the character names, is the title. I really hope that they have a good title for this, and I hope that they announce that. Because that's something you can announce now, and it's not going to be detrimental. It's not going to really be something where they're spoiling too much, you know, showing a, a teaser I, trailer or something. Can I just disagree with you for one second? Go for it. Do you remember when they revealed the title for Star Wars Episode One? Nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> people went nuts about the name. They thought it was going to be one of the coolest movies of all time. The Phantom Menace, that guy sounds cool. And then they saw the little sneak peek of Darth Maul. It's like, oh, that's the Phantom Menace. He's going to be kicking ass. People got their expectations so high and then were disappointed. I think you kind of can't avoid that in a lot of ways. People are going to go into this no matter what. I mean, you could call the movie Star Wars Episode 7 Star Wars again. And people will be like, yeah, it's Star Wars again. Woo! (laughs) 
<laughs> and then people like me will be like, oh, fuck's sake, Star Wars against the title? Like, But, you know, there's been a lot of rumblings about different title options, and I haven't liked any of them. So I'm hoping that none of them are true and they get something better. But then again, they've got a habit of doing that. And I remember hearing such terrible titles for episode three uh, before that came out. The big running rumor was that it was going to be called Divisions of the Quagmire. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. You can't do that. <laughs> you just, all the people making all the memes of Quagmire from Family Guy, you can't do it for Star Wars. And um, thankfully they didn't, they went with the, the title that they should have. So I've got a lot of confidence still left in this movie, but I can't see them not having anything Star Wars related at Comic-Con this year. So whatever it is, if it's a title, maybe some more casting announcements, maybe a couple of still photos or something like that, anything that they announce, I'm going to pay a lot of attention to. But man, I really, really hope that whatever it is, it's good. That takes me on to some of the other movies. Um, And since I've been talking a little while, I'm going to pass this on. When it comes to DC, there's really only one big topic, but uh, what do you think about this whole Batman v Superman, possible Justice League news, any of that kind of stuff that they've all thrown together? What do you guys think about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's like one of the well, biggest topics. <laughs> you you got to give me some specifics here, man. I mean, it sounds like Orion's got something to say. Please. Well, um. Well, so far, uh, nothing I've heard from the entire DC production has disappointed me. Um, because when it comes to, you know, the casting of Ben Affleck as Batman, I'm very neutral about that. Because even though Daredevil was panned, uh, it was more of, I guess, the director or the, or the writer's fault that it was so terrible. Uh, ben Affleck did an okay job. I'm sure he'll do a fine job as Batman. Um, of course, uh, with uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, that's going to be a different story because Jesse Eisenberg has a very specific character that he plays. And I just don't see that character as Lex Luthor. But otherwise, uh, with the whole Wonder Woman thing and any other characters... That, that's just all bonus for me. I'm looking forward to all of that. Well, some different specifics that they had said. They did say they are going to announce something. They're going to show something. <laughs> but they are being real dicks about it because they... It's not specific at all, Tony. The, well, I'm giving you more information. Hold on. <laughs> what they did show was some photographer crawling under a sheet and talking about a picture that they're going to be announcing. And the first thing that everybody ran to was, oh, it's going to be a picture of the Trinity, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And they've played a lot of coy, like, back-and-forth nonsense bullshit about it, where now people are like, well, I don't know what the fuck it's going to be. Is it going to be a picture of just, like, uh, Amy Adams, and that's they're, you know, really setting us up for nothing and just trying to get our attention. And then when it comes down to it, it's like, okay guys, here we go. We're going to take a look at this background photo of a car or something like, or is it going to be something where you don't expect it? 
like last time around when they had the big announcement of Batman v Superman, that kind of came out of the the blue. They could have announced, you know, Man of Steel 2. They could have announced that maybe the next movie is going to be a Batman movie. But they went straight to, here's a logo of the Superman emblem and then the Batman logo behind it. And people went crazy. Myself, too. I actually rewatched that video the other day of the uh, the reaction from Comic-Con when I announced that. And I had goosebumps. And I'm like, I'm so pathetic. Like, <laughs> But... So they could either go one way or another. They could either do something really crazy and they're trying to be, uh, you know, trying to make it a whole big surprise or they could be setting the fans up for a huge disappointment here. And that's something that I'm interested in. I am hoping that we have some kind of footage, maybe an announcement that like Metallo or somebody is um, another villain in the movie or something. But if they are going to announce anything like that, what would you kind of hope that they would announce, Peyton? There you go. There's your uh, specifics. Let me make sure I got this correct. You're asking me what would I hope they would have to announce in regards to Batman versus Superman? Yep. Uh, new Batman? You don't like Ben Affleck? <laughs> I like Ben Affleck. I, just, I cannot buy him as Batman. I uh, think he's going to be great. I'll give him a chance. I'm not just going to avoid the movie because of it. But if they if they came out and announced that it was going to be somewhere a little you know rougher, I'd, I'd be cool with that. Uh, again, I think that's another movie I'm just going to try to re- refuse getting any pretenses on. I'm, I'm just going to avoid any more trailers, avoid – especially I'm trying to avoid any talk of it anywhere. My gosh, if, if, you, if it's one of those things where if you look at the comments thread of anything involving it, you're going to lose your <laughs> IQ by about five points. <laughs> <laughs> That's being generous, five points. <laughs> More than likely, I, by the time you get to the fifth comment, you've already lost the five. It, it's a movie that's been a long time coming, I, and I'm just going to wait to watch it. There's, there's no way I'm not going to go see that movie. There's nothing that they're going to say or they're going to show or I'm going to hear somebody else say that's going to keep me from seeing that movie. And then I'll make up my own opinion when that time comes. You know, it's as I said, it's a long time coming. People have been wanting to see these two clash on a big screen for a long time, and it's it's about time. So I, I'm just waiting to see it. Well, you know, it really does suck right now. I think they're still both listed as the same day for um, Batman v Superman and Captain America opening on the same day. If they do that, fuck, because <laughs> I'm gonna have to spend an entire day at the movies i gotta gotta see both on the opening night and that's gonna be difficult um but that kind of brings us into the marvel thing that's one of the huge topics obviously uh they've got so many different projects that they can line up Uh, you were mentioning earlier orion that they've got this idea of what was it 2019 yeah they they have they just uh, recently announced that they have movies slated to 2019 they just released like dates they didn't release what movies they were but they just released the dates so they didn't even say like um dr strange or something which they've confirmed dr strange but they haven't said which date that one is no no they just it's just a list of dates they anticipate movies will be released on that's it well that's something to be keeping your eye out on um titles for the different phase three movies whether or not they announce officially black panther maybe um the inhumans maybe a guardians of the galaxy spinoff or something like that um what are you uh hoping when it comes to the the new phase three films if they announce anything what do you think they might do 
Uh, who? Orion. Oh, well, <laughs> again, like earlier, I was talking about how I wanted a Moon Knight series more than a movie. Well, if they do decide to do a Moon Knight movie, of course I want that. But um, otherwise, I'm really hoping Guardians of the Galaxy is a phenomenal su- success that one of these upcoming Phase 3 movies is another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, and what I'm really hoping is... Uh, I'm really hoping that they have the movie rights to the Angela character, who used to be a Spawn character from Tom McFarlane's Spawn series in, in Image. But um, Neil Gaiman won the rights to her a few years back, and now she's a Marvel character. And they're working it out so that she's uh, Thor's long-lost sister from the Tenth Realm, uh, which I guess was was like basically heaven heaven is the 10th realm the realm of angels and so uh she's actually a member of the guardians of the galaxies in the books right now and i'm really liking her um her interactions with gamora who's played by zoe saldana i think is how you say her name um they have this kind of uh warrior love relationship going on in the comics it's just really entertaining and I'd love to see that in the sequel, just to see, like, sure, they can have uh, Angela come in as Thor's long-lost sister, but just have that um, Gamora and uh, Angela relationship. Well, Payton, if you are into the, the Marvel series and everything, um, and but not really projecting characters that you are interested in, which ones were the movies that you've seen so far that you kind of are hoping we get another one of, like, maybe another Incredible Hulk or something like that? Anything coming up with Phase 3 that you are sort of um, crossing your fingers about? Interestingly enough, the thing I'm most looking forward to for through Phase 3 is learning some new people. Uh, I'm intrigued to see this new Ant-Man flick coming out, the Guardians of the Galaxy flick I'm actually looking forward to, uh, the new villain that they're choosing for the... Avengers 2, Ultron, these are all people I know nothing about. I don't read the comic books, so these are all being introduced to me through these movies. So it's it's going to be a learning experience that I want to see if they could hook me the same way they hooked with a lot of these other heroes. Um, the only one of the existing ones I'm kind of interested in seeing another movie in would be Thor, uh, just because I, from what I'm hearing, I haven't seen the second one, but it just hasn't lived up to what it was. And the first one is possibly my favorite of the whole series, so I, I'd like to see more Thor. Not particularly excited for another Captain America. I'm pretty oversaturated on Iron Man, and both Hulk movies were atrocious, so no thank you. Uh, More Jeremy Renner would be cool. Getting some type of Hawkeye movie or a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie would be neat. You know, have have, uh, Samuel Jackson, Hawkeye, and Black Widow all together with a few other agents doing something. I don't don't need as much Coulson as they're throwing at me. That's why I've never watched the TV show. But more Hawkeye. I'd I'd be digging that. They have said that Hawkeye is supposed to have a bigger presence in Age of Ultron. Sweet. So that's cool. And they're throwing a couple little things out here, you know, lately, the past couple of days, about the uh, the villains in Age of Ultron and how they're going to tie in different characters and bring in um, different aspects of different characters in different ways and everything like that. So that's something I'm interested in. Definitely want to hear some more about Vision. Maybe see a picture of Vision or so. Well, from what I've been hearing about the villains, I know that um, both Scarlet Witch and uh, and Quicksilver, uh, who are played by the 
it's funny because uh, those two actors, uh, what's his name, Aaron T- T- uh, Aaron Tyler Johnson, and um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. It's funny that they're playing brother uh, brother and sister in this film, where in Godzilla they were husband and wife. Especially that they're playing brother and sister that are basically that, incestuous in the fucking comics. And yeah, in the in the comics they're known for being incestuous, which is funny. But uh, I love the uh, <laughs> the news I've been hearing um, about the characters that they're supposed to, I think, begin as villains working for Ultron, because that really brings in the whole perspective of that uh, even though not, they're not supposed to be mutants in this film because Marvel can't use mutants, that they would feel perhaps um, neglected by humanity and therefore side with Ultron in destroying humanity. It seems like they're taking a lot of different liberties, but they're also keeping things very um, very close to uh, the sources on this one, and they're kind of... They're leaking some information here and there, but they're they're trying to make sure that it doesn't get too much out there, which is interesting. So anytime that they say something about, you know, like the twins or something like that, I'm always, I don't know, um, I'm not believing it all yet is what I should say, I guess. Well, <laughs> another, another thing will be interesting is like going back to that fact that Marvel can't use mutants in their films because that's tied up with Fox. Uh, there's a um, there's a theory going around that Marvel is trying to amp up their Inhumans property, uh, the Inhumans being like um, the classic Kirby-like characters. Uh, oh, guy with a really loud voice, I forget his name. Black Bolt. Yeah, Black Black Bolt and his Inhuman tribe. And recently, Marvel had a comic book event where the Inhumans were involved. There was like a huge influx of Inhumans in the human population. And so I think what Marvel's going to try to do is they're going to try to to replace their mutants in the movies with uh, Inhumans, and that Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are going to be Inhumans, and maybe launch off this entire new avenue in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, oh, we're going to build a maybe maybe uh, Doctor Strange is an Inhuman, but probably most likely not. But any other characters that who had uh, mutant origins, uh, but are tied to the Marvel movies, maybe they're going to get an origin change as well into the Inhuman origins, because we've yet to really encounter in the Marvel movies any true like mutant-like characters. Everybody has been a product of science or accident or cosmic or anything like that. There hasn't been a real uh, mutation in humanity. That's definitely something to to, um, to see if they announce for Phase Three because they could definitely do some kind of a spinoff with the Inhumans, and they even planned on doing that before, and then they gave that spot to Guardians of the Galaxy. So you never really know. Um, and that's something that hopefully the end of uh, Comic Con we've got some more information about that. That kind of actually knocks out pretty much everything that I had written down um, that I was hoping for or that they had already announced that I was interested in. Um, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you wanted to mention, Payton? No. I'm. You guys are much more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am. I'm just trying to keep up. 
What about you, Orion? Anything else? Oh, yeah, of course I have a bunch of stuff. But um, one of the forefront things that is really in turmoil right now is the Amazing Spider-Man franchise from Sony. That's really in turmoil because recently Ro- uh, Roberto Orsi, or Orki, um, left this, uh, the franchise. He was supposed to be like one of the, um, the big brains of the franchise who was going to take it through the next few movies. But he left it to, I think, do like the Power Rangers movie or some other movies. I think he's and, doing the um, Star Trek. Yeah, he's also doing Star Trek. And um, and then just today, uh, Robert Kurtzman, who's one of the writers um, for the Amazing Spider-Man franchise, uh, revealed a, uh, only like a little tidbit of what's going on with the franchise. And it's really sounding like Sony is dropping the ball. Because I loved... I love this new uh, reboot series of The Amazing Spider-Man. I, I love it so far. I know it's not the most popular among the fans, that there are a lot of people who pine for the old days with Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire and all that. I could care less about those days. Um, but this new series is starting to sound like it's in trouble because there's a lot of uncertainty of their plans for the series. Like... Uh, they don't know quite yet where S- Amazing Spider-Man 3 will fit in because they have the, um, the Sinister Six and Venom movies that they have to deal with too. And they don't know if they're going to do Amazing Spider-Man 3 before or after those movies or where they're going to organize this movie in. And, of course, that really messes up their uh, release schedule because I remember, I s- distinctly remember reading somewhere of a year or two back that Sony had planned on after Amazing Spider-Man 2 releasing a new Spider-Man movie every single year. And of course, come 2015, there's going to be no Spider-Man movie. Uh, So that's a little upsetting because that really pushes things back, especially for me because everybody knows I'm a Venom fan and the fact that they already announced a solid Venom movie that's going to be happening, I'm like, I want that to happen right now, but right now it's sounding kind of like what happened to the previous Venom movie in the uh, in the Raimi series. They were always teasing, you know, oh, we're going to do Venom movie, and then the series ended. They they put the axe on it, and it's like, oh, that was really disappointing. And it's feeling kind of like deja vu right now, in mm-hmm. that sense, because right now Sony has no idea what they're doing with the Amazing Spider-Man movie series. Uh, and they're too stubborn to let go of the rights and give it back to Marvel. And I think that would be the best thing for the Spider-Man franchise overall, is just to give it back to Marvel, because uh, they could do wonders to it. I think I think Sony has run its course with its Spider-Man films, and it really needs to give it back to Marvel. Another thing... Um, Another thing is, uh, again, I'm going to go back to the darkness. For a long time, uh, there have been rumors of a darkness movie in production. And I think last year at Comic-Con, they announced that, yeah, they're going to do a darkness movie, that it's in production. But we still haven't heard much from that since last year. So I'm hoping to hear this year from Comic-Con some more news on that production. Uh, Also back to the DC universe 
uh, another title that they're definitely going to be producing uh, that kind of branches off of, uh, or kind of is a splinter from uh, the Justice League thing, is that they're doing several movies like, um, one of them is The Sandman, based on Neil Gaiman's Sandman series, which I absolutely love. It's a fantastic series. And for the longest time, the Sandman series has been in that kind of limbo. Like, are they going to do a film about it? Are they going to do a television series like American Gods for it? Um, But they said, yes, we're going to do a film for it. We're definitely doing a film. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is tied to, I think, direct the film. And there's also rumors that he might even star as the main main character, the Sandman, uh, Orpheus. Or Hmm. Morpheus, however you want to say it. And so that's going to be a really trippy film when it comes out because the comics are pretty trippy. And they say they want to try to retain some of the horror aspects of it. Of course, for me, horror doesn't translate well in print. So I was never really scared of what happened in print, even though it's supposed to be horror. So hopefully they do have some horror elements in the big screen adaptation. And then finally, um, with comic book movie type news... This is a this is not a big budget film that I'm going to be talking about. This is something a little smaller, but it's been a, a kind of rising Comic Con tradition. Uh, I don't know if anybody recognizes the name Adi Shankar or Adi Shankar, uh, but he's a film producer. And uh, back in 2012, he kind of started this little tradition, where uh, if anybody remembers the Dirty Laundry Punisher fan film short, do you remember any of that? That was with uh, Thomas Jane, right? Yeah, that was where Thomas Jane reprises role as the Punisher just for this short film. And so uh, Adi Shankar produced that film. And that was a surprise hit back in 2012 in San Diego Comic-Con. That was like a punch out of nowhere. Like, wow, that was amazing. And then he did it again at Comic-Con 2013 with the Venom short, Truth in Journalism, with, uh, oh man, I I know his name, I know his name, uh, Ryan Quantin from the True Blood series. And uh, that was another one of those short films where it was, a, it was I think, a, uh, maybe less of a success, a success um, but I enjoyed it myself. It was quite a, uh, quite um, an honorable movie for Venom uh, for Venom fans, Eddie Brock fans. Uh, so he's done a movie in 2012 and in 2013. So I'm excited to know if he's doing anything for 2014. What is he going to surprise with the, uh, for us next? You know, what Marvel character will he do next? Um, so far, the, these have been kind of darker, grittier, ground level type of characters: Punisher and Venom. Venom might not seem like a ground level type character, but he kind of is, he's kind of, um, he's also known for being like the lethal protector of San Francisco, protecting the homeless from these big corporations and everything. So, um, I'm hoping he continue, he, if he does something, if he does bring something to this year's comic con, that it's going to continue this ground level short fan film. And, uh, I don't know if he could possibly pull off like maybe something like Ghost Rider or something like that. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't need any more Ghost Rider for the rest of my entire life. Uh, but my hope, 
you probably already know my two biggest characters are Venom and Moon Knight, because I won't shut up about them on the site. Um, but I'm really hoping it'd be like a Moon Knight, because that would be another interesting short profile, short film char- character that you could pull off. It'd just be like, just like with Dirty Laundry, you didn't know that Thomas Jane was the Punisher until that shot when he pulls out his his shirt or when he says you know what's the difference between justice and punishment or whatever that quote was you didn't know he was the punisher until that moment and like oh my gosh this is a punisher fan film i hope if shankar does come with something that it would have that similar feel to it you're like where's this guy going who who is this character we're watching oh it's moon knight it's mark specter and they could really branch. I mean, he could really pull it off. I don't know if, because um, I think those were a bit bigger productions than just a short film production, so it took a little longer to uh, to produce that film. But um, if he could pull it off, I think the best material he could pull from for a Moon Knight short film for this year's Comic Con would be if he could pull it from the current Moon Knight series in print by Warren Ellis, Declan Shalvey, and Jordi Belair. Because that series has been a non-stop hit since issue one. And that would be great if he could use reference from that and really pull in the audience. And this would really help with Marvel. You know, they could look at these films and be like, here are characters that people are interested in because of these short films builds interest for possible movies later. Yeah, you never know. Maybe that could get him some kind of a spot doing some directorial work on that Netflix series. Maybe it could get him uh, popping up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something like that. I mean, there's a lot of different options he could do. Look at Chronicle. Yeah. Chronicle ended up getting Josh Trank the Fantastic Four gig and he's oh. the hell out of that. But uh. Yeah, there's there's another gig. Oh my gosh, Fantastic Four. Um, yeah, I'm not even giving them any time. <laughs> yeah, the fact that the fact that Fox just blatantly said, no, the Fantastic Four will not be based on any of the comic books. It's because Fox and Marvel are having their little turf war with character rights between the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Um, but the fact that Fox just blatantly said we're not going to do anything based on the comics for Fantastic Four. That's like what's the point of the Fantastic Four movie? That's not even Fantastic Four anymore. So that's something that I'm pretty sure pretty much everybody is not excited for. But between the movie stuff that is coming out with Marvel, the DC stuff, all the extraneous things, you know, Star Wars and whatever... All the TV shows that we mentioned, the comic books, the crazy stuff like NASA and whatever. There does seem to be a lot that's coming our way for Comic-Con that will be interesting. And then I'm sure on top of that we're going to see a lot of big surprises that nobody saw coming. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that there's a lot of awesome news. And um, naturally, of course, if you guys are following some of that stuff, go to fanboysanonymous.com. I'm sure we'll be posting little tidbits here and there that we find really interesting. And uh, you can throw your opinions out there about that. And also make sure that you guys leave your comments below on this video and all the other videos and uh, on the website as well of what you want to see coming our way with Comic-Con 2014. What you hope uh, 
will pop up, what you think will, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think we pretty much run down everything that uh, we possibly could with Comic-Con. So we're going to wrap this up, and uh, we have one thing that we had to do before we wrap it up officially, and that's throw out some plugs and promote some different things going on in our little worlds. So, Payton, hit us with whatever you want to toss out. Well, currently running on Fanboys Anonymous, we are running a single elimination tournament to determine what was the best death from Season 4 of Game of Thrones. So if you're a fan of that show, please head to fanboysanonymous.com. Look around there. You should see it in the top slider. If not, scroll into the TV section. You'll see it popped up on there. We're going to be posting a new bracket every single week, and we're going to whittle it down until we figure out what was the best death. I know what my favorite was. What was yours, though? Vote. Vote often. Come back every single week, and we'll see you there. And Orion? Well, uh, recently, Fanboys Anonymous acquired a new affiliate site uh, through the Venom site, which I've plugged for the last few uh, group meetings I've been in, and which you might have seen me plugging at the end of my articles recently, especially for, like, Venom articles or whatever. Um, So recently, the Venom site just became a Fanboys Anonymous uh, affiliate, and... We're happy to announce that uh, just last week we launched our new uh, blog, our blog series, uh, which we call A Dose of Venom. And it's where fans can write about whatever they want to talk about in the symbiote fan world. Uh, You can write reviews. You can write, uh, like I'm currently, uh, my first post I posted on there, because right now I'm the only contributor. We're trying to get some more contributors on the pipeline. I'm both a lead editor and contributor of the blog. Um, but the uh, what we're, the first post I posted um, was basically a profile for the symbiote race, just breaking it down, biology, this and that. So uh, I we post new content every single Friday, uh, and we're looking for contributors. If you're interested in writing for a dose of venom with the venom sites uh just email us uh with admin at the uh just let us know you want to write with us or if you have an idea that you w- would like to publish we'll get in contact we'll get you set up with our blogger and we'll have a blast all right, guys, and if you are interested in joining the Fanboys Anonymous crew, we're always looking for more people that can stand up and share with us. Whether you want to be a writer, an editor, one of the podcast people, you, you know, you've you got some uh, geeky topics that you want to talk about, I'm sure there's a way that you can find a part to be on the website. So go to that contact form of fanboysanonymous.com, and you will be able to pass on your information. I'll pass on more information to you. And uh, for those people that are interested in the writing stuff, of course, check out the website. And the people that are interested in the blogs, uh, not the blogs, the uh, the podcasts, we have so many different shows. We keep adding more and more podcasts into the mix uh, because we want to make sure that we pump out as much awesome content for you guys to listen to as possible. We've got our review points that are going to be coming up for different movies like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Guardians of the Galaxy. For both of those movies, we're actually going to do a set of fan tracks where we're going to record some audio commentary that you can listen to while you watch one of the episodes of uh, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. We're going to do the Guardians of the Galaxy episode of that. We might be doing the first Ninja Turtles movie for uh, an episode of fan tracks. 
We have Nerd Court coming up where we're going to debate different topics and figure out just uh, who wins the battle of the brains when it comes to different uh, geek sides of different things. We've got the Game of Thrones podcast, which is going to be coming back as soon as possible. Just all sorts of different stuff. The Dace Man show, and uh, I am losing track of all of them because there's just so many awesome ones you got to check out. Uh, go to the homepage of fanboysanonymous.com. You will see a big list of all of them at the bottom of that page. And all in all, just stay tuned to what's coming your way, fanboys-related and stay tuned to whatever Comic-Con coverage that we put up on the website as well. Big thanks to everybody who was able to take part in this. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for the next group meeting episode next month. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet, but if you have any suggestions, go ahead and leave those comments below. Maybe we'll pick yours. Maybe we'll go with that one. And for myself and for everybody else who was on the panel and everybody who is a part of fanboys anonymous that wasn't able to join us tonight the meeting is adjourned see you next time everybody